The Fourth Invasion by Henry Josephs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman. Psychopathology has offered possible answers to why, from time to time, people in large quantities see strange things in the sky which manage to evade trained scientific observers or conform to what is known about the behavior of falling or flying bodies and mass hysteria is by no means a product of the present century but what if these human foibles were deliberately being exploited the fourth invasion by henry josephs dr clayton's face was impassive as a marble mask when he turned to young corelli for a moment the little group stood there in embarrassed silence in the classroom shifting uneasily from one foot to the other feigning interest in the paperweights upon clayton's desk or in the utterly uninspiring scenes on the sidewalk outside the window you say corelli that you saw three uh martian ships can you describe them corelli blinked as if he felt the weight of his colleague's eyes boring into him i didn't say they were martian sir only that they seemed to be unearthly and they were not the conventional saucer-shaped things they acted like saucers skimming across the water that's what made me think they were genuine and they didn't seem to be going fast enough so that i'd expect to hear a roar like a jet plane it struck me that this might not be the way they fly naturally but the way they might fly if the pilots were having trouble adjusting the controls to a heavier atmosphere than they were used to clayton tapped the tabletop with his fingers what about you marty did you see three ships big gene marty football star was the least nervous can't be sure about ships doc he rumbled i did see something strange disappearing over the horizon it i mean they might have been what tony says but whatever it was there were three of them but i saw something else because i was looking in the other direction what i saw first was a couple of funny-looking shapes floating down near the ground didn't look like parachutes yet they seemed big enough to be men or at least small men interesting all right what about the rest of you how many saw the ships a chorus answered him i see clayton mused you all agree on the behavior and you all think there were three not four not two three it was agreed clayton rustled a pile of newspapers the reports in here vary i learned with amazement that you gentlemen seem to have missed completely the spurts of flame that issued from the alien ships flame which is reported to have set a house on fire and no one seemed to have noticed the invaders in descending gliding on huge black wings corelli blushed in a fiery crimson dr clayton he protested we aren't making these things up for popular consumption we're just telling you what we actually saw that is what what we 
saw looked like to us clayton nodded of course that is all people were doing back in 1938 when the martians landed in new jersey at the time orson wells presented a radio version of h g wells war of the worlds or when the flying saucer craze first started or when fantafilm put on their big publicity stunt from the improved 3d movie the outsiders and people saw the aliens over broadway and heard them address the populace in weird booming tones gentlemen i am not pleased to find students of this university engaged in such unwanted extracurricular activity as inventing interplanetary scares i don't think washington will be amused either corelli clicked his heels sir he stated in dignified tones i resent these implications i assume they are directed at me at no time have i talked about this to reporters or in any way engaged in what you accuse me of if you want my resignation from this school you may have it really you think that an air of dignified innocence will undo the damage done i am well aware of your experiments with the y wave gentlemen and it was on the y wave that the messages came you may be interested to know that the number of lives lost the property damage the business losses due to the panic have not yet been fully determined but it makes the hysteria following the fantafilm hoax very small potatoes by comparison you may withdraw now gentlemen this affair will be discussed at greater length later regardless of what the fbi decides i had hoped that the main culprit would try to save unwitting accomplices from a measure of grief that's all seven students left dr clayton's office in record time professor elton rapped the table for silence gentlemen he began dr clayton and i both extend our sincere apologies he smiled wanly of course that does not exonerate anyone from the charge of gullibility but harvey gale's confession has been fully confirmed by the fbi and you and this university have been cleared the public knows now that your testimony helped lead to the facts in the case to me the most interesting feature in this business is the fact that gale was able to put over this hoax despite the fact that the public had been taken in three times before the orson wells scare rode on a wave of war hysteria the flying saucer craze followed world war and the fantafilm hoax came when the world was still in dread of sudden bombings but the gale hoax what can we call it but what is loosely known as the continuing gullibility of human beings we trust that this demonstration you have just observed will help you to remember that while seeing may be believing it's wise not to believe until it's been established just what you saw in his private office dr clayton leaned forward over his desk or to be more exact something that looked like dr clayton leaned over the desk the face was impassive as marble 
but from out a slit in his chest a pair of black antenna-like feelers were vibrating into a framed picture on the wall from which the picture had been slid aside landing safely affected brief panic when several terrestrials sighted ship all clear now full report containing details on latest successful persuasion of earthlings that martians or other aliens are imaginary will follow from the speaker beneath the desk came sounds of gasps heavy breathing then shuffling footsteps clayton pushed the picture back into place then took off the skin-painted vest he wore with a flat box on its inside he snapped a switch on the side of his desk there now they can't hear if any are still hanging around professor elton looked at him bewilderedly i don't get it after all the risks we went to to convince the public that there ain't no ghosts as the old saying goes you arrange to have students hear you going into a report to the home planet act and you use a code they all know what's the point in undoing it clayton nodded it looks somewhat mad doesn't it well the psychology team was sure of the necessity you see more and more humans remain unconvinced every time one of these hoaxes are exposed the unconvinced are sure something fiendish is going on beneath the surface that the authorities all kinds from civil to scientific are engaged in a vast cover-up we can't prevent this belief we don't know how to keep it from spreading so the alternative is to direct it elton nodded slowly i can see possibilities along that line but just what direction was this supposed to kind of bring about why obviously if large-scale invasion from mars is imminent and this is the belief that we're all catering to then it follows that the invasion hasn't already taken place the two of us and henry gale will disappear shortly in one way or another and gradually public cries for effective planetary defense will mount you know who will direct the defense the end of the fourth invasion by henry josephs